0: Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Think about this: our brains change. Memory isn't amazing. What you think is in our brains aren't finished; they're They're not not fully cooked yet. yet. You go with your heart. We don't have any idea why we're doing the things that we're doing. But here's the deal: people who just believe they are so important that by definition they can't be late. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke.
1: I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head today. Do deadlines motivate us? Many people who experience varying degrees of procrastination are advised often, you need to set some deadlines for yourself, which which provides other opportunities for procrastination because now you've got more stuff you can put off. But, you know, there, there a is a deadline next
0: week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, what we're talking about here are what are people's motivations, which aspects of our environment propel us into action, whatever that action happens to be. And, you know, not everybody's going to respond the same way. And many people are frustrated who set deadlines for others with the fact that not everybody's responding to a deadline the way the way they would have envisioned.
0: Yeah. So let's take the first two of these to start with. These are the the people for whom they get laser focused in the presence of a deadline versus those who fall apart utterly when a deadline looms. And we can explain their behavior with our old favorite that we've talked about on a couple of other shows, the Yerkes-Dodson curve. From way back in the early 20th century, the Yerkes-Dodson curve, as you may remember, relates people's performance on a task and the effectiveness of their performance to their arousal level, to their uh, amount of energy. And part of what happens for, for people who need deadlines to get laser focused is that they don't have a lot of energy or arousal for the particular task when the deadline is far off. Because there are just other things that are more attractive to do, or they're just really busy with a bunch of other stuff. And so the particular task that needs to get done at a particular time does not really engage motivation very much when the deadline is far off. Now, for those individuals, as the deadline looms, the arousal level goes up. And as that arousal level goes up, particularly directed towards that particular task, they get more and more engaged, they perform better and better, and they get locked in and laser focused. Now, the problem with the Yerkes-Dodson curve is that it is possible to get over aroused, to have so much energy, you can't even concentrate anymore to the point where you may actually do what is affectionately called panicking. And you don't get anything done. And so, part of the difference between the laser focused folks and the panickers is for them where you go over the edge of that Yerkes Dodson curve. And some people don't panic that easily. And consequently, that deadline looms and it gets them in the zone and they get a huge amount of work done. But for people who get pushed easily over the edge of that Yerkes-Dodson curve, the mere mention of the deadline can actually create the opposite effect of not being able to get anything done anymore. And and a high stress response, narrowed working memory capacity. And so for those people, deadlines are not an effective tool for getting them to attend to the task.
1: So here's a question. Can you describe what that panic actually looks like? The panic response, or, or any stress response, people have different ways of responding to that. And what the goal of everyone is, is to diminish the panic or diminish the stress. Now, there are several ways to do that. One way is to get some of the work done. Another way is to escape. And one of the things that Rebecca mentioned when she was relating this story to us was that when she was panicked about something and just couldn't imagine even getting started doing it, she said, well, I'm just going to work on a little bit today and then a little bit tomorrow and then a little bit. Now, that is a stratagem that somebody who's learned how to do that can find very effective in terms of diminishing the level of stress because I worked a little bit. It's not done yet, but I'm more done than I was before I did what I just did. So I'm now seeing a path to getting this deadline met, right? But for people who don't have that Capacity, first of all, to know how to break up a difficult task into smaller, more doable tasks in shorter periods of time. The only escape is to escape, to try to just not think about it, you know, distract yourself with something, but not get to the task that you're trying to accomplish. And what's unfortunate about this is many workplaces are banking on the idea that you know we set a deadline that has some clear threat of punishment associated with it, and we're going to light a fire and get everybody's best efforts. Well, you might light a fire, but I'm not sure you're necessarily going to get everybody's best efforts, even though everybody is now stressed. Because as Art was saying a few minutes ago, I mean, most of us working under stress don't work as efficiently or as effectively as when we're optimally attentive and, then, and there's a place between being optimally attentive and being stressed where now the stress is interfering with my effectiveness uh, to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish.
0: And then to piggyback on what Bob was just saying, this actually leads us to our discussion of those people for whom deadlines vanish without a trace. <laughs> and and those are folks who, for whatever set of reasons, have discovered or discovered, at least for them, that the deadlines are actually meaningless. People who just believe they are so important that by definition, they can't be late. (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because things don't actually start until they've arrived. I think one of the things that
1: facilitates that kind of thinking is to pretend that everything matters equally. We see this a lot, Art and I do, with students who really have difficulty prioritizing various responsibilities they have in terms of their importance. And like if every deadline is critical, even the ones that aren't, well, then what happens is some people end up not meeting deadlines, nothing happens. And then what you started up learning is, well, deadlines really don't matter that much. And then when there's a deadline that does matter, now you're in this other groove that doesn't really function well, you know, when stuff actually matters that you do it on time. But, you know, where all this started, I think, was about are deadlines something that actually facilitate getting work done? And the broad brush answer is yes. But how the deadlines are structured has everything to do with whether you actually accomplish things or not. Next week, we'll talk about the psychology of the midlife crisis with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnry and I produce Two Guys on Your Head for KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.
0: KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd,